the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it up for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Today is such a special day. Um, in addition to all sorts of things I have on tap for you, my guest is Pete Thomas. I'm sure you guys remember him. He's the season two at-home winner of The Biggest Loser. He'll be joining us. We're going to hang out with him. For those who haven't actually gotten to spend any time with him, he is a ball of energy. He's so super positive. He always has a smile on his face, and he is definitely one who's walking the walk. And honestly, though he's been to my house even for dinner, a lot of people know that I have have reunion parties for the Biggest Loser contestants um, before the season finale, the night before season finale. I have them all gather, and I do get to talk to them. I've never really dug deep as to how he ended up on Biggest Loser or anything like that, so I'm so excited that I am going to get to dig deep, and you guys can call in and ask questions if you want to, too. But first, I want to talk to you about New Year's resolutions. What? Why New Year's resolutions? Because for those who don't realize, July 1st marks the halfway point in the year. So that means that it's time to dig out those resolutions if you have not already and see how you're doing. Because technically, we want to be halfway to the goal. So... Are you there? Have you even thought about the resolutions? I think uh, some people, you know, they make those resolutions and they go to the gym. And I mean, not I'm not judging. Believe me, I've done this in many categories. We make those resolutions. We go to the gym um, for a little while and then the gym fades away or whatever it is that we're doing fades away. Uh, there's one that I had one year like I have so much clutter in my closet at times that I wanted to make sure that I only have things in my closet that make me feel cute and look cute so I could just go in and get dressed quickly. And at the beginning of the year, that's great. And somehow things clutter up with all the clothing that I need for television. So as I said, I want to visit those today. How are you doing? Now, I know a lot of people get a little lost in them, so I kind of want to share what I do. Um, I spend a lot of time around entrepreneurs and business leaders in general. And I really do think that those things inspire me. And a lot of people say that I'm a positive person. I hope that's how I come across in the world. In the center of my vision board, it says that I want to leave a little sparkle everywhere I go. Now, let's talk vision boards. Do you have a vision board? Do you have a vision in general for your life? Sometimes I know those things sound super froofy, but 
they really can make a huge difference in your life. Um, my girlfriends and I, and I mean, I have a super positive group of girlfriends too that does not hurt things because we all do our goals together. Um, so if you don't have that person in your life, maybe it's time to find somebody who would be on board as your half-year resolution goddess and uh, or god if you're a guy and um, really help you or your partner. Now, for me, as I said, I do a lot of different activities. There's the vision board, which is really good. A lot of people are like, oh, that doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. But honestly, it does. And what for me is even better? Well, actually, here, let me give you an example. So you know how if you are thinking of buying a car, like as a woman, many of us, now men, you might be different, but many of we women... Until we're thinking of buying a specific car, we don't really pay attention to cars. But then you're like, huh, I think I want that one. And all of a sudden you notice when it pops up. That's sort of the idea behind vision boards. It's It keeps you very present in what you're looking for and what you want. And so I love doing them. Same thing with, uh, I have this morning manifest that... I don't think a lot of people do, but, and I used to read it every morning. This is one of my resolutions to read the manifest every morning. But honestly, I'm in a really good place right now. I find it way more important when I'm not. But basically what I do is do bullet points of everything that I want in life right now. And then I come up with like super yummy adjectives to describe what my life looks like in that way. And right now, I did one back in January, and I'm I'm kind of on my goal in many ways. Um, this isn't as severe as New Year's resolutions in that it's kind of creating, for me, a longer life sort of vision. For me, even this year, like, I work too much. I think people know that. There were years where when I was writing those darn Biggest Loser cookbooks, I worked all day, every day. Literally, I barely slept enough. So, because the deadlines were so tight, and I really wanted to deliver such delicious food. But now... I don't want to work that much. That's not who I want to be in the world. I want balance. Like, I've built that. And it's time to, like, honor myself a little more. And I also, of course, want to call the perfect man into my life. Uh, The perfect man for me. I know that no man is perfect. Um, And then, again, the stuff like my closet. So I'm going to read you a couple lines from the current vision. Um, Now, notice that it's super positive. There's no, I don't want my closet to look messy, and I blah, 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 blah. But it literally starts saying, I am blissful. I work 30 to 35 hours a week. And then I move on. I would love to meet the guy of my dreams, as I said. So I say, I truly respect and admire my adorable husband and cherish our time together. We're both romantics, crack each other up, and can't get enough of each other. And then in terms of work, you know, sometimes I get so many projects that I don't, I just kind of get lost in, oh, I'll take that, I'll take that. Well, what if, what if I don't take that and somebody else gets it and blah, 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 blah. Like there was so much clutter for so much time around that too. So now my vision sense in that is my work is extremely meaningful. I'm hosting my own TV show that spun off from a panel show where I was doing Dueling's uh, sound advice that women took to heart. And then I think a lot of people know that I'm in the process of um, getting my brownies manufactured. I've already had the mixes done, but now I want to, 
actually manufacture the finished goods and I even have a place to sell them soon. Um, but so that looks like Devonly Delights have exceeded expectations and are stocked in freezers across U.S. grocery chains. So as you can see, these are things that it's not like, I hope my brownies sell well, I hope this, I hope that, or it's not, I'm finally going to sell my brownies or anything negative at all. You want to take the bullet points, as I said, of what you want in your life and create this yummy, yummy document that just makes you feel so good. And so then the end of mine, and this, there's a lot more stuff in here. It's much more, um, I guess it's really kind of in depth. But it ends with, I'm blown away and so grateful that my heart is truly engaged and the work affects so many women. So as you can see, it's just kind of a fun way that if I get stuck, if I'm having a crappy day, it reminds me of what my heart really wants to focus on. And by doing that, it can take me out of a rut because it reminds me of what my vision is and what my purpose is. There was a time when I had a couple things about what my body looked like um, on my vision board. And it was actually super helpful to me to be like, I weigh 127 pounds. I bounce out of bed with tons of energy. And I'm so grateful that... I eat foods that I love, things like that. So I'm really creating the reminder that I want to eat foods that I love, that I want to weigh 127 pounds, which, by the way, I don't weigh 127 pounds. But, you know, we get aspire, right? <laughs> I'm a little more than that. It's not not that much. But as you can see, there's multiple ways to do this. But the idea is around instead of spending time, which I did, and I know so many people do. Do you do this? You spend so much time looking in the mirror and going, oh, I look terrible. Or, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Oh, I'm supposed to do that. And like feeling bad, I turn it into this lovely charged up, uh, just statement of who I am and it makes it so much easier now also along those lines I'm wondering do you even dream big because this is one of the things that I've worked with a lot of people and I found that sometimes it's even hard for people to know what the dream is and you know I I worked with one guy who I wanted to know what his dream girl was and he was not describing a dream girl he was describing the girl that he was settling for because he was really in a rut and I, I and it wasn't a real girl so I'm not um I'm not being disrespectful and saying settling, but he just kind of went for this mediocre, like, I'm like, really? That's what fires you up? And he's like, well, and I'm like, come on, what do you really want? And I mean, I'm not talking about you're supposed to, you know, pick Brad Pitt and say you want to go after him. I mean, come on, that's not realistic, but it is realistic to have a guy who is in shape and who loves working out with you and who is an amazing man to your children and you know all of those things so if those are things you want like put them on your board put them in your presence you'll be so happy you do because you'll get closer and same thing with work if you're stuck in a job and you're like oh I'll never get a better job of course you're never going to get a better job you know I'm a girl from Pennsylvania who knew no one coming to LA except one girl who I didn't like. I was scared and I moved to LA with a girl in my class who told me I, her, she was disappointed that 
her or her parents said that they were they met me at graduation and they were disappointed because they really wanted her to move with a pretty girl because it would be easier. I'm like, what? You said that to me? Um, not to mention the fact that that's ridiculous. But you know, if you're listening to things like that, I'll also say that you know people. When you have dreams that are big, like, I'm moving to L.A., people are going to be like, oh, really? Which I did, so I can tell you this. But, I mean, even the car salesman, like, said to my dad, like, wow, your daughter's moving to L.A., good luck with that. And, you know, you hear all these negative Nellies, and I'm, I, I've kind of teased a little bit that I'm doing something really big in my life right now, which I will be sharing as soon as I can. I just, I can't yet. Um but it's amazing how I was actually just talking to our upcoming guest, Pete, about how um, pe- some people want to tell you the one bad story they've heard about the thing that you're so excited about. And I literally, the other day, my former assistant is one of the most positive people that I ever know, that I called her and I was like, I have to talk to you. Like, when I tell people I'm doing this thing, they want to share a negative story. And I I don't want to be mean in shutting people down. But I was on the beach the other day and this woman was just like shooting venom on something that honestly, like, thousands of people have had great experiences. But she knows this one person who had a really bad experience And she was just shooting venom at me and not like to protect me. I get that it's not coming from a bad place, but where she is in her life, like she needs to protect so badly that it was like bringing me, I don't even want to say down because I'm really convicted in what I want, but I literally just wanted to say like, wall of love, I accept only love here or something. Like I I couldn't even, so I called Jordan and I was like, Jordan, what do I say? Like you handle things so well. I don't want to hear these people's one negative story. But, But the reason that I bring that up is like, are you letting that one negative story be your reality? Or are you going, no, thousands of people have had better experiences than that. Some that have like actually changed lives and like, you know, been so life-altering that it's worth taking that chance. If I lived in that place, I never would have been on TV ever because it's not easy and I'm willing to do the work and I'm willing to do what it takes. So, as I said, you just have to be really, really careful and know that you are strong in your convictions. And honestly, like without that, um, it would be really hard for me. Like I'd feel like I was floundering around. I feel like, I mean, I don't do as much stuff around weight right now, although I do have my book shoot coming up. I have, people know that I have this book coming out for the American Diabetes Association in March called Have It All. And next Tuesday, I'm shooting the cover photo. So that always puts a little extra pressure on me to be extra fit. But you know what I'm doing? I'm not telling myself I look bad every day. I'm, this afternoon, I have a beach date. I'm, uh, I'm going for a bike ride and I just, and I've already told the guy I'm not drinking this week. <laughs> so he's forewarned. He's got to jump in and he's, he's there for me. I mean, it's only been a couple dates, but, but he's totally there and he's like, great. So again, are you telling people what you need? Are you, you know, do you just go along with the, oh, I'm going on a date. I have to have a drink, which honestly I do sometimes, but at times like this, I need to get people on board. So I do. And then the other thing is, 
if you're really stuck and if you don't enjoy vision board parties or if you don't enjoy a manifest, what about girls' days or guys' days? Um, I used to do these parties where I literally brought my girlfriends together and we would basically all bring a project that we wanted to work on. And then we would hang out as girls and just be giddy as one person did a photo album. I used to work on recipes. And it's amazing how the nurturing that you get in that keeps you away from all of the bad. And by bad, I mean like things you don't want to be doing. And when we had these days, we didn't bring tons of junk food. It was all like healthy, good food that fed our souls. Sometimes people would bring their favorite healthy recipe to share. So we would all get excited about eating the healthiest of dips and the healthiest of, you know, like big chips or whatever. And it was so fun and it would really, again, feed you. So if you're struggling, um, Just look for these ways to make sure that you have a daily practice that makes you feel so, so good because it really will change the way you approach everything. I promise. I'm telling you all this negativity of saying, I look bad. I feel bad. It it doesn't get you anywhere. It really doesn't. And I I don't know if I shared this in the last episode, but I meant to. And if I did, I'm going to share it again because it's so important. I think that for so long, I was in the struggle because I was truly afraid that if I decided to embrace my body and love myself, that I would gain weight. I was thinking that, you know, if I'm nice to myself, I might let it go, like let it go, meaning I might actually eat more or do whatever. I felt like I had to put myself in this horrible place of you look terrible, you're whatever, because that would keep me in line. And all it did was make me feel bad. And when I realized that and was able to make the flip and be nurturing and find these positive habits, it changed everything. Okay. Now, we are moving into my excitement. Pete is about to join us right after the commercial break. I know that I teased it up that we share the same reason that we think we have had success. And I mean, our number one diet tip is pretty much dead on. And we have had success because we have followed this one simple thing. And I know you can too. So make sure you stay tuned. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Okay, I am so excited. Pete Thomas is joining me. Thank you so much, Pete. I am so excited to be here, Devin. I appreciate you having me on. And I love that intro segment. Oh, my goodness. I'm over here taking notes. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm like making all of these parallel points from what you say to what I believe. Anyway, thank you so much. I'm blessed to be here. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to share, you know, some of my experiences along with yours for our audience. I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, I think everybody knows. So those who aren't extremely familiar with Pete, you're going to want to be after today. He is, as I said at the top, I mean, every time I have seen this man, he's just happy. It looks like he's about to go run a marathon. (laughs) He just has so much energy and so much positivity. And I know your life has not always been like that. I want even more to rub off on me. Um, But I would love to hear how you ended up on The Biggest Loser. Yeah, you know, so I I guess I'll have to give give you some of my backstory. You know, at my largest, I was over 416 pounds uh, when I was headed to The Biggest Loser. And really, all of that weight started when when I was young. My mother struggled with with mental illness, a combination of paranoia and dementia. And because of this struggle when, when we were young, we were transient. I lived in about 12 or 13 different cities by the time I was 12 or 13 years. So there were periods of time where I was in and out of foster care. And I do mean in and out, like one particular time I was in foster care. My mom was very bright, even though she struggled with this mental illness. And so she found out where I was, what foster home I was in, came and literally stole me from the foster oh, home. Wow. And we flew from DC, flew from Detroit to Washington, DC to get away from protective services. So now to combine that, you combine that transient lifestyle plenty most of the time when we're traveling, well, like 90% of the time, we were either homeless or we went without food. So this was the absolute beginning. When you say where did where did how did I end up on the show? It started from the way that I was raised. I could remember, you know, going to Norfolk, Virginia, riding a Greyhound bus to Norfolk, Virginia, and literally sleeping in the Greyhound bus station because we didn't have a place to stay and we didn't have food. So now any of your listeners can answer this question in their mind. When food was available, I'm, I'm not used to eating on a regular basis. When food was available, how did I eat? 
Wow. And I overate. I ate two or three times the normal amount because wow. food wasn't a regular thing in my life. Wow. Exactly. So that's how I ended up on the show. And then here's the thing. When, when food did become a regular part of my life, obviously, you see, I stabilized it. At 13 or 14 years old, I had some cousins adopt me. So when and, and when food was available, they actually regulated it when I was in there. I couldn't eat all I wanted. But when I began to eat all that I wanted, which was about my college years, those old ways of eating, you know, they came back up. What was the old way of eating? Eat so much because you don't know when your next meal is coming. You better eat all you can. And that ended up leading, you know, 10 or 15 pounds a year to the point where I'm all the way up to 416 before I go on The Biggest Loser. Well, I, I, wow. Like, I want to take a moment. I know yes, this ma'am. show is about having it all. And uh, <laughs> I want to take a moment. Um, so I don't know how many people know, but I am super passionate about the foster care system. Oh, um, I don't think people realize there are 35,000 children in the foster care system in Los Angeles County alone right now. What? Yes, 35,000 children we have let not oh. have love in their lives. And it breaks my heart. I, as I said, I've done a ton of volunteer in the space and I'm doing even more coming up and, um, and people are going to hear that I'm going to be a voice for the kids soon in an even bigger way, because in recent months, I've just had a lot more experience there. So, I mean, I know what, ah, I know these stories. I mean, you fortunately were taken in by a relative eventually and, you know, but but some kids are literally like picked up on curbs with a garbage bag on one side of them of their toys and a garbage bag with another side of their clothes. And they're sitting on a curb waiting for someone to pick them up like they're garbage. And, ah, it's just, I mean, tragic. And I mean, for you to have been, obviously it's, it's every situation is different, but, um, to, you know, some people like immediately, unfortunately dismiss like foster children as, you know, like they can't have a normal, successful, amazing, empowered life. And I, I want to make you as part of the poster child on what <laughs> I have coming up. So, well, well, I appreciate that. And it's really even even mentioning that it, it, it's not as if there there were not difficulties with me. My difficulties with with growing up in foster care and growing up homes, they were visible. They were visible. You may not have known that that was the root cause, my weight, but it was visible. A lot of kids are going to struggle with the way they grew up and it's going to be invisible. It does not mean, however, that you cannot overcome those struggles, that you can't go on to have a successful life. It's actually better if you can identify the root of the problem. And that's what I was able to do in, in this case. And, and But, there, you know, there, I, I break things down into three areas, mind, mouth and muscle. Once I began to deal with my mouth, I had to deal with my mind. What was the root cause of all of this? And oh, that's why we're here today. But yes, you absolutely can overcome. You can overcome just about, I think you can overcome Anything. any struggle yeah. in life except for death. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. about it. <laughs> Well, I don't know if everybody's seen that YouTube video going around, but it's brought me to tears like 17 times. The woman who was on, the deaf woman who was on America's, uh, what's top, America's Got Talent. Have you seen that? Like this woman, Mandy. Oh my God. She's deaf and she sings on America's Got Talent and like gets the golden ticket. She's incredible. (laughs) I passed that video. I I have to go back and look at it. Yes, yes. Anybody who has not seen this seriously, look it up. The girl's name is Mandy. I wish I remembered her last name, but... 
but it is the most inspiring thing. Like if you think you can't do it, she literally like lost her hearing while she was in a music program and for years didn't sing or anything. Like it was her dream to be a, a singer. And then she somehow figured out through an app like that she could get tonality. And I mean, I don't know about, enough about music to sound educated, but seriously, it is like, whoa, what am I complaining about? So that's amazing. Yes. Amazing. Okay, but back to you, because yes. you're here, and I really, you're just as inspiring. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Devin. I want to know, like, what um, what was it like, first of all, how, well, how did you really end up on Biggest Loser? Like, I know how you got heavy yeah. now, but gotcha. but what was the phone call, oh, with the, yeah. like, did that work? So, so, okay, here it is. Honestly, so we're going back a ways back. I'm watching season one on television. Uh, on season one, I'm watching it while eating chocolate, chocolate chip, Hagen, uh, Haagen-Dazs and dipping <laughs> potato chips in the Haagen-Dazs. I am not joking at all. I am not joking. I'm watching that and I'm thinking to myself, who gets on a reality television show? Real people don't get on a reality television show. There's no way. And then at the end of the show, they say, you know what? If you're interested, send in a video. So to make a long story short, send in a video. Uh, I end up getting a call to go to Indianapolis for the, the live in-person casting call. Went to the live in-person casting call. On my way to the casting call, I came up with these top 10 reasons I should be on The Biggest Loser and, and these little silly things, David Letterman style. One of them was, you know what? All of these parts are rubbing together. You know, my thighs are running together. My arms are rubbing together. If you don't put me on the show, I'm going to the nearest forest and I'm going to light it on fire just with all these parts rubbing together. I'm going to walk through some bullets. Or, or some brush or something and let the place burn to the ground. You know, I made up yeah, something yeah. goofy and something silly. They loved it. They figured that I was a type A personality, which of course you kind of need to be to be on reality television. And so that was the that was the impetus to, to make it in on the show. And then I believe the Lord blessed. I really believe that it was, I, I had goals in mind. You talked about this earlier. I didn't want to bring it out too far too soon, but I had taken yeah. bef- before pictures two years before the show was ever on the air. So I took all of these before pictures. I said, I am going to lose this weight. I don't know how right now, but I'm going to lose this weight. People aren't ever going to believe I was this size. I just had no idea I'd be doing it in front of a, in front of a huge, you know, <laughs> five or 10 million audience, 10 million uh, people audience. But yeah, I, I had that goal set in my mind that I was going to get healthy. Okay. Well, you know me, I'm, I'm usually focused on the positive, but I have to yes. say, we're kind of all curious um, when we meet Biggest Loser contestants, like what was the worst thing for you on the show? And as I said, I don't, I mean, I'm not looking for some like horribly, I don't know, whatever, but some quirky bad thing or some quirky, like, I don't know, something if you can share along those lines, I would love it. So it's a side effect of success. You know, I think the best thing about being on the show was it gives you a psychological jumpstart. But most people don't even recognize that. The worst thing was is there's this psychological effect that it has on you. It makes you feel like you're Superman or Superwoman. And what I mean is I'm 416 pounds. I worked out for four hours a day each and every day. And I don't mean like I'm on an elliptical machine just spinning around. I mean, I was pushing it really, really hard. And I come off, you come off the show. I'm Superman. I can handle freaking anything. I'm amazing. I am amazing. However, just like like Superman, we have our kryptonite and that kryptonite is food. 
and that kryptonite is everywhere we go. So we have to learn how to deal with that. And this Superman effect that we have, uh, if we don't learn how to, as I say, you don't learn how to manage your mouth, then that kryptonite sneaks back up on you and it begins to get you. And the other thing that you really did, that you did not have, uh, and, and this is on us, was there was a lack of support between us contestants. All right, between oh, us contestants. Oh, yeah. Now, the show, the show is a television show. It's a reality show. You know what the goal of the show is. The goal of the show is to produce a great show that the network loves, that people love. That's their goal. So everything else is on, on us as contestants. It's our responsibility to, to educate ourselves, to keep the weight off, to look to others who have gone before us as mentors. And there was just that lack of support. And so, like, for instance, I started a, created a private Facebook group for the contestants to, to, to chime in. And I, my expectation was that contestants who came seasons after I did, that they would go back and they would ask questions like of me and folks from season one and say, hey, how did you go through this? How did you go through that? Because knowing that we had similar experiences, not necessarily on the ranch because, you know, we had different trainers and different diet programs. But when you get out in the real world, how did you deal? How did you deal with your first Fourth of July picnic? How did you deal with your first holiday? How did you deal with your spouse who wasn't on board? We've gone through those similar experiences and there was a lack of support, a lack of questioning, a lack of curiosity, intellectual curiosity between us contestants. And I think that was a big reason that many of us failed. Right. Well, okay. So you and I are not the norm, unfortunately. Like, and I mean, I yo-yo dieted some, to be honest, before, like from the time I was eight to 15, I was Mm -hmm. doing what most people do. And, um, I think like, I'm really curious and what it was that allowed you to like, how did the, the switch flip is what I call, I was like calling it flipping the switch. Like there's times you go on a diet and there's times you like flip the switch and the time you flip the switch is the time that it's going to stay off forever. What, what was that for you? Yeah. So for one, I I think, I I think the the thing we have to get over is that, and this is one of the things contestants struggled with it. Well, there is no quote norm, norm meaning if we look at the average size in America, I think the average size is what for a woman, it's like a size 12. That's the norm. 66% of Americans are overweight. 33% are obese. The norm is overweight. So if you have struggled like I have all my life, then I've got to I've got to do so. I just can't hope that I'm going to be able to go to the bar with my friends and drink beer and eat uh, you know breaded chicken wings and be okay. I've got to do something. And for me, flipping the switch really involved three things, three specific fundamental things. And it may be kind of deep, you know, but it really it ties into what you said. Number one, I had to master my mind. Mm-hmm. Number two, I had to manage my mouth. And number three, multiply my muscles. So when it comes to master my mind. I had to come up with psychological reasons for my success, psychological reasons for my success. So one of them was what you talked about. I mean, you talked about I have what I call positive present tense proclamations. Okay, so one of the things that I say to myself, you talked about getting up in the morning. I love how you describe it. I have these super yummy adjectives that describe what I love. I love that. I love that. I can't help it. I know. But here's Here's mine. I get up every morning and I say this to myself. I feel sexy, strong, and great as I maintain my weight. We don't follow. We lead. 
Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. The Greg Reed Show takes you behind the scenes with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and influencers the world has to offer. Greg S. Reed is known as a master storyteller and a highly sought-after motivational keynote speaker. You'll learn that successes have their downsides and challenges as well. Find out how Greg and his guests have overcome these challenges to become some of the top influencers today. Listen to The Greg Reed Show, Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to have it all. I'm back with one of my favorite people, Pete Thomas, who, for those of you who are Biggest Loser fans, season two at-home winner who has kept his weight off. <laughs> I don't know a better person. And the, for those of you who don't know, season two was what, back in like 2004? Uh, 2005. Yep. 2005. So, so this man is walking the walk, talking the talk, and keeping <laughs> it off. Um, I was saying that... You know, I am a person, obviously, I've kept my 70 pounds off for 30 yes. years. And yes. I think, I'm curious if you feel the same way, but I'm still wired to love food. Like, 100%. I could still be in that same place if yes. I didn't 
do the practices I do. And one of the things that I will say is, you know, a lot of people have a different relationship to food. Like they're just born that way. I am a person who with alcohol, if it's in my house, like I can look at it, doesn't tempt me. I can walk by it. Like I would never just go, oh, I'm going to go make myself a cocktail. Mm-hmm. But if I have something chocolate peanut butter in my refrigerator, sure, all bets are off. Like I literally feel like it's the equivalent of the ocean toe pulling me even from downstairs. Like it's so mm-hmm. present. That's so. Good. What I would like to know from you is for people like us who are wired in this way, what, what, if if there's one thing to get started, like you're a person who's yo-yo dieted and you've done all these things and you're like, God, I want to be like Pete. Like, how did he do that? How did he go from this crazy, you know, like 400 some pounds to looking as awesome and sexy and whatever your morning manifest, I wish I remembered it all, but your (laughs) manifest, because that's what you are. It's not, you're saying it, you are being that now. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. I, and I love the way that you you it gave that story about that calling to you. What was that? The peanut butter. What, what was that again? The what, what peanut butter. Chocolate <laughs> peanut butter. So it's interesting. So let me, let me give you. Anything. <laughs> yes. So let me give you the principle first, and then I'll explain how that is so much related to, to me. So I believe that if you're going to have person, if you're going to have permanent transformation, which is really what we're talking about. You're not just talking about losing the same 10 pounds over and over again again because you keep gaining back if you're going to have permanent transformation you have to have intentional education okay you have to be serious about learning about the new way of living your new life that's why you what you talk about is modifying your foods changing your food so that they're still decadent and enjoyable for me this is what i identified i identified that what i call them they're like three different food families okay one food family is what i call the food is fuel family Food is fuel. So these fuel folks, they just need enough food to take in enough fuel to get them to the actual next event or wherever they're going. And then there are these two other families, the more food family and the more flavor family. So the more food family, they like a lot of food. All right, they, that, That's like me. And then the flavor family, they like things to be just bursting with flavor. But that came from me educating myself, from learning how different people relate to food. And then you've got me who I not only do I like more food, more of volume of food, but I also like you. There are certain things because of the way that I was raised, because of the way that I grew up, that I struggle with certain foods. I can't have peanut butter in my house at all. You know, you talk about it with being a draw. I can't have it in the house at all because there were times when I was growing up, when I was, uh, when we were without food, that the only thing we had in the house to eat was peanut butter. And that just caused me, yeah, that caused me to have this, this almost uh, an unnatural addiction to peanut butter because of the difficulties, because of the struggles that I had in my life. So. I believe, number one, if you're going to make a change, back to your answer, if there's going to be a permanent transformation, you have to have intentional education. You've just got to have it 100%. It's absolutely mandatory. You know, it's funny that you say that because I do think part of the freedom for me is knowing, like, I don't, I don't restrict in a way that I can't have anything as, a, right. you know, sort of as you going back to what you said, like, I don't cut out. I mean, I don't really eat fried food just because right. it does trigger me and I don't care that much. That's cool. um, but like if I go to a party and there's chocolate cake and it looks good, I take a bite. Yes. And, 
if yes. it's if it's amazing, like I'll have a, a full small piece. Yes, that's but right. the education. That's right. That's right. Great. But the education that you're talking about comes in in that I know that I can make my chocolate flourless cake that I made on Rachel Ray last week for 200 calories with six grams of fiber and only like two grams of fat. And at home. So when I take that chocolate, it's not like, oh, this is the only chocolate I can have. It is literally like, this is so not worth it because I know that I have this other resource. That's right. And that is the educational piece. That's the that's when I talk about I call it mastering your mind. I've got an alternative way of eating. I can eat in a different I can eat and not feel restricted. You know, it's absolutely and that's why, you know, diets can be a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. I'm 100% with you. Well, so to that end, so we've talked a little about this, you know, stick to something that you can really do. And, and I even tell people to start slower at first, like with my clients, it's not like I put them on some dietitian plan. It's like, what are you doing now? Let's evaluate that and then see how we can make it better. That's right. To get you started. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm wondering, you know, some trainers, say, um, and I say that like trainers because <laughs> they, they say, you know, have a cheat day or a cheat meal or whatever it is. And for me, that's a license to eat everything between now. And I mean, like everything I may miss when I'm not on cheat. That's day. right. So that right. doesn't work for me at all. For me, yeah. it's like a, a decision at every meal. I'm curious, like, what your take is. Yeah, well, first of all, that's a joke, like you said. For And I was on a plan. I can remember being on a plan that allowed for a cheat day. And I was working out six days a week, and then I had an off cheat day. On my cheat day, I would go to Uno's Pizzeria, and I would have a large uh, ah! dish meat lovers. <laughs> Now, I wouldn't have a piece. I'm having a large deep dish meat lover. So on that cheat day, I'm blowing away everything that I yeah. did during the week. I'm messing up. Also, we've got to understand the language. Remember, our words set us up for success or failure. And in that, you're saying you are cheating. You are cheating. I remember coming back a few years after being off to Biggest Loser and contestants talking about, oh, yeah, I had a, I'm a, this is my cheat day. And I'm like, that's ridiculous, especially for us former fatties. You know, for some people I know who have a normal weight, they can stick they can stick really well to a diet program and then they have a cheat day that's moderate. I know it works for some people, but for the majority of us former fatties, we've struggled with our weight. So you cannot have a cheat day where you're just going to say, I'm going to go back to the way that I used to be. That's what you're See? saying. Yeah, and that's, that's the saying. part that I think people, like, I mean, I think trainers can be so integral. When I had a trainer, I truly was in better shape, yeah, and yeah. I loved it, and I mean, no diss whatsoever, but the person who's your trainer, if they don't have the, as you put it, former yes. fat mentality, right. and they don't that's know right. what that ocean toe to the chocolate that's peanut butter right. is. Like they don't get it. Like to them, it's like, oh, I'm fine all the time. Like they see food as fuel. Thank you. 100%. And they don't, they don't get it. So as I said, like no diss on them. I know different people have a different thing, but this all comes back to do what is right for you. That's right. Number one. And like you said, you make decisions. So for me, if I know that, okay, I, I want to have this, like yesterday at the end of the day, I went and had a, a Heath bar. And I really don't have, I very seldom had those. And it was, I'll be honest, it was it was the choice between a Heath bar and, and a bag of peanuts or a bag of, bag of cashews, right? 
And uh-huh. the bag of cashews was 280 calories. The Heath bar was 250. But I was like, I want to treat myself. So I had the little Heath bar at the end of the day. And that's it. Now, that's not a cheat day. What I'm doing is I'm making a conscious decision, an intelligent uh-huh. decision to say, I'm going to eat this little chocolate processed chocolate thing and I'm going to be OK with myself, with it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm be OK with it. And I'm like you said, I made the decision during the meal or at the end of the day. So I believe that you can save something on a daily basis for that little thing that appeases you and appeases your mouth palate. Small bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? One hundred and forty. Well, calorie bag something like that you know what I mean on a regular basis yes and going back to the whole mindset it's like when you're doing it do it and love it and enjoy it nurture it and hug it you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't go I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't that's right Because if you shouldn't, 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 you shouldn't. Because <laughs> you're not right. going to enjoy it anyway, and your body's going to reject. I have a whole other, you know, I could go on for an hour about that. But, That's right. but so, okay, when we look at you, we're like, wow, he's got this down. He, uh, we wouldn't suspect that you were eating that, that uh, Heath bar. So I am curious, what, like, how do you decide what you eat in a day? And what does that sort of look like in a, um, in an imperfect world? Like in yeah. a. In a world where you've chosen, I mean, I'm guessing you've kind of chosen the realm that you want to stay in for your body. and Right, right. Absolutely. Well, again, Devin, this is why I'm not here. Obviously, you didn't bring me on to promote your stuff, you know, but you have to have a better system, have to have a system of eating that works for you. Okay. So when I talk about I don't deny, I modify that's going to help me out a whole lot. When you're modifying all the baked goods and all that kind of stuff, that's going to help a person out. For me, the three things I practice at every single meal, that's what I teach in my coaching programs and teach it to my students in my book. I do three things. I have a fluid, I have a filler, and I have a feast. So my fluid is going to be my water, it's going to be my diet tea, and gasp, it might be my diet pop, all right? So I'm going to have my fluid, and I have my fluid. And then I'm going to have my filler. My filler is going to be a broth-based soup. It's going to be my vegetables. That's my filler. The goal is to fill me up. And then I'm going to have the feast. It's going to be my lean protein, my lean meat, that thing that I really kind of like. I'm 6'5", you know, I'm always going to be that. And I'm just not going to be a vegetarian. I'm sorry. I like to eat some meat. You know what I mean? It's just me. I do too. (laughs) As you mentioned before, I've got choices. I can have some lean meat or I can have some garbage stuff that's fried. And we really, when I look at food, I'm like, okay, it's not that food is the worst. It's how we prepare it. I'm I'm talking to a chef. You already know this. I, I can take a chicken breast and I can bake it. I can broil it. Or I can triple batter it and fry it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and I like to do somewhere in between. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Way. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. And so if I triple triple batter it and fry it, then of course I've jacked it up and there's no health benefits at all. But I make sure every time I sit down to eat, I have those three things, a fluid, a filler, and a feast at every single meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And that allows me, that allows me not really to have this, this overemphasis, this, this ridiculous focus on eating, but it allows me to eat successfully. Here's a key in any environment. Okay, we are running out of time, Pete, and I am so bummed because I could go on for three more hours with you, and I'm probably going to have to have you back for part two, (laughs) but I want you to have an opportunity to tell people how they get more of your wisdom before we get cut off. 
Absolutely. The quickest way is send an email to success at PeteThomas.com, success at PeteThomas.com, or go to Facebook.com forward slash PeteThomas, Facebook.com forward slash PeteThomas. You can also go to the website, PeteThomas.com on the website, but the best way, send me an email, success at PeteThomas.com, we'll get you connected in. Awesome. And for recipes, go to my Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash Devin Alexander. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Pete. I can't thank you enough. You are a rock star. And I'm definitely going to have you back because this is just too good. And as I said, we could go on for days. Love you, Devin. I love you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.